your head out of the clouds Get your feet back on the ground Get stuck into pop culture We'd stick around Hello there and welcome to Stick Around The podcast that always aims for the head Brought to you by the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Because it wasn't everywhere already. (laughs) Marvel theme today on both. Um, I'm assuming everyone picked up on. Um, Right. I mean, uh, we're here for Stick Around Films episode... I mean, this is going to be a bit of a slash episode, because I think the last one was 41. That one died. Yeah. Um, so I guess this is because we, we're going to put a little bit of those bits at the end as a bit of a bonus. I guess this will be forty-one slash two. Yeah, I mean, or you could just call it. Uh, you know, I like of, that. Yeah, good noise. I'll allow you to make the typing on that cloud. How are you anyway? Um, so I mean, <laughs> if, if listeners don't know or haven't seen from the Twitter feed, uh, we did record another film episode, but unfortunately, due to technical gremlins. Um, it's not able to be listened to except for a few reviews that we've put on here. Um, yeah, basically, my mic. Films, Clive? Well, um, I have been no. I need, I'm slowly getting back into the the groove because I've obviously got back from travelling. Uh, just moved to Sheffield, back to Sheffield about three weeks ago when I got a job, and just then not really got into a groove because I've been doing loads of social stuff and not really doing a lot else. So I haven't really played much many games. I've been listening to a shit ton of music and making music, but the other things have kind of suffered. Uh, but I've watched a couple of things this week, so I think I'm slowly... The cogs are coming, you know, the cogs are starting to turn, and I've got a bit of a list of stuff to watch that I'll probably get around to soon. So I feel like films is quite easy to catch up halfway through the year, and in fact it's quite good. It is, Because some yeah, of the stuff's already is. come out, and you can, like, rent it and stuff and catch up like that. So... So yeah, I'm starting cool. to watch a few more, but there's a lot of stuff that I'm really interested in, so I'm excited to get to the bottom of that, including some of the stuff that we talked about on that episode where everything died. Well, my voice <laughs> died. It sounded absolutely horrendous and unlistable, so we'll plonk a couple of Al's and Michael's reviews at the end. Unfortunately, mine are so robotic, it would be incredibly annoying. But um, yeah. it's a shame, because I think it was a really good episode. But well, there we, we go. Can, like, you're going ha- to have to live with this trash instead. Um, <laughs> yeah, absolute garbage without yeah. Michael. I oh, know we have the only no respectable member of the po- <laughs> exactly <laughs> the only respectable member of the podcast. Um, so I think we're going to do like one review each, then maybe have a bit of a discussion on something which I've not thought of yet, and then throw in those other reviews. Who knows? We're going to wing it. That's how we wing roll. It. Yeah. Um, Al, do you want to kick us off with your first review? In fact, for, before you do that, how how are you? And have you been watching many films? Because you know. Um, That's also yes, I, not just my stuff. I am. Um, I'm pretty good. I'm. Um, I'm stuffed up with, with cold at the minute, which might be obvious. I'm not sure. Um, I've seen a lot of films. Actually, it's been it's been a prolific year already. I mean, it, it always is for me. But um, um, actually, this past couple of weeks have been you know absolute gold. So I'm I'm pretty pleased with how it's going so far. Okay, awesome. Well, we've had a lot of stuff, haven't we? Game of Thrones, obviously, which I'm keeping up with. Uh, there's some other stuff that was big. Can't remember what. Mm. Quite a lot of good football. Um, oh, definitely a lot of good football. Which I mean, I mean I've not watched either because I was too busy doing other stuff. But it certainly sound good, and I've seen the videos. Yeah. So yeah, it's just been a good week for stuff. It's been a good week for life and 
culture. Yeah, or at least, or at least, you know, distractions from life have been excellent. Yeah, recently. you know, forget, forget <laughs> yeah, I suppose Brexit, life for, itself. It's pretty. For, <laughs> forget Brexit. Forget Trump. We've got some excellent football. Some excellent pop culture. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Hopefully, this first one you're going to talk about is going to be some excellent pop culture. Cool. Well, it, it's massive pop culture. Um, it's okay. been referenced twice already. It's Avengers uh, Endgame, the fourth and, at least for the time being, final uh, film in the Avengers <laughs> series. Uh, the 22nd or possibly possibly 23rd film in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Um, if You Live Under a Rock, it's a superhero mashup film uh, featuring... I'm going to go through a long list here. Uh, Iron Man, uh, War Machine... Captain America, uh, Winter Soldier, Falcon, The Incredible Hulk, Thor, Valkyrie, Black Widow, Hawkeye, Scarlet Witch, um, Black Panther, Ant-Man, The Wasp, (laughs) Rescue, Spider-Man, Guardians of the Galaxy. (laughs) I'm going to let you off by not reading all of them. Doctor Strange. thanks. And I probably, I've, prob- I've probably missed some. And if you think I'm going to read the cast after that, you've got another thing coming because I'm going to Robert Downey Jr. <laughs> oh, I- I'm only joking. I'm only joking. Um, <laughs> directed by the Russo brothers, Anthony and Joe, who also directed um, the mega hit from last from the last year, Infinity War, and written by some people. Um, this one picks <laughs> I like up it. where. <laughs> where yeah, where Infinity War left us really. So I am. If you haven't seen Infinity War, if somehow you've avoided that and you were looking to watch it, I would advise not listening to this. I'm not going to spoil Endgame, um, but I, I will spoil Infinity War. So at the end of Infinity War, um, Thanos has done his f- probably iconic finger click. Now, I mean, whether you like the Marvel Cinematic Universe or not, you can't deny it's a huge part of the you know the pop culture zeitgeist now. Thanos clicked his fingers, and literally half of the universe turned to dust, including a lot of our uh, favourite heroes. Um, The movie Endgame kind of starts with our heroes coming to terms with that, really. Um, They haven't been able to stop it. It's a few years later now, and, you know, they've had to move on with their lives, but they can't because they're heroes. You know, they can't accept failure, Uh, much like, you know, sportsmen. (laughs) Obviously. Yeah. Yeah. just to say too much more about the plot, it, it, it would be spoiling it somewhat. Although I would say that the uh, the trailers are not necessarily spoilerific, but um, give you a general idea of where the plot's going to go. Uh, suffice to say that it isn't over till it's over. Um, it ain't over till like, there aren't any fat ladies in the film or fat men, to be fair. Um, but you know, it ain't over. Um, I was really I mean I was I was a big fan of Infinity War. I thought it was I thought it managed the impossible task of, you know, pitting so many characters into a universe and creating a coherent story that didn't feel like it really cheated any of the characters and, you know, made a lot of sense, had some emotional punch and felt like it had a bit of weight in, you know, a universe that often doesn't have weight because, you know, the good guys always win. Um so I'm really pleased to say that uh, Endgame is is even better. I mean, it's I mean it's quite a bit better as well, and I I really liked Infinity War. Yeah. Um, I mean, if you've kind of followed the the critical faculties, you know the the big film critics, it's no surprise. I mean, this has been getting five stars across the board, and I absolutely totally agree. It's um, 
a brilliant example of the genre, really. And it takes everything you like about the Marvel Cinematic Universe, so the huge grand action scenes, um, you know, the witty dialogue, you know, the fact that there is there is some characterization that um, lets us see beneath the kind of veneer of you know invincibility, um, and it just again mashes in a huge amount of characters to create. Maybe maybe oh, it's a coherent plot, maybe that stretches you know credibility, but it's absolutely a huge amount of fun. Um, I this is a, a film that clocks in over three hours, the longest Marvel Cinematic Universe film yet. And it felt like an hour and a half. It was absolutely, you know, it, it just the time flew. It, it's just fun, fun, fun. And I would say, without spoiling it, th- this film will will tug at your heartstrings. This film will uh, potentially, if you're a crier, make you cry. It will definitely make you laugh. <laughs> um, and you can tell that they had they they made a good effort to put you know, a, a full stop after this one. This is clearly the end of an era. I mean, Marvel will continue to make movies, but they're clearly calling time on at least a lot of the characters who um, are portrayed in this film. And, I, you know, I've watched all of the Marvel films and m- most of them at the cinema, some of them not. And the quality varies a little bit, but generally speaking, if you're marking out a five, you'd give them three stars with, you know, the occasional four. Um, this is probably the first Marvel Cinematic Universe film that's a five star in my opinion, and it, it, it's well earned. I mean, hype is hype, and but sometimes you've just got to not be a contrarian and just tell it like it is. As far as this story could have been told, I can't see how it would have been told better. If it's not to your taste, it's not going to be to your taste. It's not going to convert anyone. Mm-hmm. Um, but this is just probably the most. You, you might you'll you'll see better films than this in twenty nineteen, but. Whether you'll have more fun watching them, I, I don't know. Um, this is absolute. This is you know the type of cinema where if you don't have an unlimited card like me and you pay ten pounds a time, and you're a fan of these series, you're not going to feel shortchanged. There is a great deal of pathos. There is a great deal of humour. Um, the action is incredible, and it, it, it's it's an achievement. And and I, if that sounds like fake praise to call it an achievement, I mean it as absolutely <laughs> anything but. I know you haven't seen this, Clive, but I believe you'd seen Infinity War. I have seen Infinity War, yeah, enjoyed it. Um, yeah, a bit tired of Marvel, but I, I think Avengers is always uh, one that I will watch because, you know, big deal, uh, lots of big names and just action-packed and fun usually. And I, Yeah, this, I'm surprised. I've not read any reviews, so yours is the first one I've heard, um, and it's pretty glowing, so I'm pretty excited to go see it. I'm hopefully going to go and see it this weekend, so yeah, it sounds pretty good. Like I mean, I suppose it's you know possible I could overhype it for you, but I almost doubt it because I I went into this with high expectations after Infinity War, and then even higher mm. expectations when you had you know really highbrow uh, film critics like Peter Bradshaw and the Guardian or like Mark Kermode giving it a glowing review. You know, people who aren't necessarily Marvel fanboys, uh, people mm. who aren't afraid to criticize a Marvel film when it's you know just a Marvel film. Um, this, this this felt like a another huge pop culture moment, another zeitgeist changer, and it was just done so well. I mean, um, I must have laughed out loud, you know, at least ten times during the film. And it's there is one particular moment that I won't spoil, but um, such is the use of the the Avengers theme, which is an excellent piece of kind of modern classic classical style music. Um, it really raises the hairs on the back of your neck, and it really stir, stirring, I would call it. Um, and yeah, I mean, 
I'd be massively surprised if you didn't enjoy this. Maybe you don't. Maybe you won't rate it as highly as me, but um, I'd be very surprised if it if it doesn't at least you don't come out satisfied anyway. Awesome, sounds really good. I'm pretty excited to go see it. Now. I mean, I was already excited to some extent, but yeah, this has definitely upped the excitement level. Um, and mine's going to be a pretty nice contrast to uh, <laughs> yeah, to, I know. to the Avengers. My first. Well, film. that's uh, what we thought we'd do didn't we i mean one thing i'll mention before you move on sorry um a, a phrase that's been used a lot when it comes to this film is victory lap i've read about three okay. reviews and every single one of them says it perfect term mm-hmm. this okay. film will reward you the more marvel films you've seen but you don't have to have seen them all but right. um it, it, it's it's almost fan service but in the best possible way ah cool perfect so you're gonna say victory lap as well and make it four reviews with that in uh, no, I refuse to say it other than to quote the other people and say it was a good <laughs> okay. phrase. But um, no. yeah, it, it, it works. It works. That makes sense. Um, cool. Uh, well, I'm going to talk about Eighth Grade, uh, which is a film very much unlike The Excellent. Avengers. There are no superheroes. Um, there's no super stuff, really. It's just real life. Um, so Eighth Grade is a 2018 American... Com- I believe it came out this year in the uk right it did yeah it I, did. I rented it but yeah um american comedy drama still directed by bo burnman who i believe is a uh, was a youtuber i don't know if he still is uh, i've certainly never seen any of his videos so i don't know but that's uh, kind of how he got famous to some extent um it's a coming of age story which follows eighth grader named kate kayla i keep saying wanting to that's say right, kayla. Yeah. kayla uh played by elsie fisher um, and it basically, rather than just going through like the whole of eighth grade, it's essentially the last week before her, um, uh, before her graduation, because you know they graduate every three years in America because they just can't <laughs> get enough of it. Yeah, um, yeah, and it's the, the for a start. <laughs> spoilers! It's bloody great. Really loved it. Um, the, the whole thing feels very real. Like in some ways, it's quite hyper real, um, but. It definitely uses um, one of the things that I thought was really striking about it is it uses music to assist um, in the fact that you're not going to be as immersed in, for example, you're not going to be as uh, sold on the situation as you would be in real life. And a good example is, and this isn't really a spoiler, uh, when she sees this boy she fancies, you know, that <laughs> you're not going to feel the same feeling as her just from watching the film. So they try and help you to get that kind of feeling by having this kind of <laughs> quite in some ways quite ridiculous electronic soundtrack that i think works really really well um i think it's quite um i don't know it's quite different from what you would normally expect from this type of film uh, i think it was a really good kind of directorial choice i think it works really really well um essentially the film is about um obviously kayla and her it focuses on her a lot she's got a youtube channel kind of about just about growing up and being yourself is kind of one of the main topics she talks about in her videos, which are featured in the film now and again. Um, and she, yeah, she's kind of got this YouTube video, but kind of is also feels a bit guilty for the fact that she doesn't seem, you know, doesn't feel like she lives up to what she talks about um, to some extent. And that disconnect I think is very real in anyone growing up, really that disconnect of who you want to be and, what you actually, what you're actually like or who you actually are probably most adults um it's just it, like i say it is kind of, the things that are hyper real to me were um for example the there's not the 
actors aren't glammed up at all. Elsie Fisher is wears no makeup. Uh, she's just as is. Um, there's some pretty close-up shots of her face where she's got acne and stuff. And I really liked all that kind of stuff um, because it was just uh, just painted a real picture of what it's like to grow up. Um, the dad-daughter relationship to me I thought was fantastic. Um, I don't know if I've read out. I don't, don't think I have read out who plays the dad. Um, let me just have a quick gander because he's very good. Uh, Josh Hamilton. Josh Hamilton, yeah. He was yeah. excellent, I thought. And the whole relationship there was really, really good. And, you know, realistic in that he, she was far from a perfect daughter in terms of <laughs> uh, the way she behaved, but he loved her anyway. And the way he brought across why he loved her was, I thought, pretty fantastic and uh, relatable. Um, another thing that's very notable is the film is very much, obviously I've mentioned YouTube already, it's very social media related um, because obviously... I mean, essentially, it's about what it's like to grow up as a, a kid nowadays in school. And to me, it looks pretty terrifying, to be honest, because like we kind of got Facebook at uni and that was it. We didn't really have that kind of stuff beforehand. Uh, so we kind of uh, missed all that. And I'm pretty glad, to be honest, because it seems <laughs> pretty like a lot of fucking pressure. Um, and I think the way it kind of conveys these social, like her scrolling up and down Twitter feeds and stuff like that is is really, really good. Like, you know, it focuses on her face and focuses on the screen and something you don't really see in films. I find like films tend to avoid that kind of thing because it's not artsy or I don't know, fuck knows. But um, yeah, you don't tend to see people on their phones in films all that much. Um, and this film really focuses on, on that and uh, and kind of what, um, it does to her brain. We've got some scenes where she's scrolling through Twitter feed and there'll be a certain type of music playing, which to me was like quite relatable because I'm someone who does sometimes get a bit like I had a phase in my life where I would, every time I was a little bit bored, get my phone out. I've tried to uh, wrap myself out of that a little bit now, but it certainly didn't do me any good. Um, and <laughs> the kind of music that he's playing brought back kind of the, the tension that I feel often when I am just scrolling that kind of stuff. And it doesn't really do me all that much good, um, even though there is some benefit from it, of course. Um, that's, it's not all good. Um, and yeah, it's just a really really good film i don't really have any negatives to say like i think i really like the way the music works i think all the performances are great i think it tells a really good story it's really emotional and moving there's some really good uh, monologues in there not just in the um well the youtube monologues are kind of like quite underdeveloped and obviously she's a uh, you know she's in eighth grade so she's not gonna <laughs> know everything about life um and kind of like quite simple but then actually some of the monologues she does outside of that are really quite pretty mature and, uh, and and including what the dad says as well there's some really touching scenes between the two of them and just a lot of scenes of you know sort of big things when you're grown up and I think it really brings across as well the fact that when you're grown up um, everything's like a big event because you haven't really had that many events the older you get um, you know stuff isn't you don't really give a shit about after stuff because it's like well I've done all this before or I've got these other million events that I've had um, this one doesn't mean all that much whereas when you're growing up it's like prom biggest thing ever uh, and it's just kind of this linear thing of everything being a massive event and I think it brings that across really really well um, so yeah as a huge fan of coming of age stories anyway I really enjoyed this and yeah I'm, gl I'm glad I watched it it's definitely probably going to end up towards the top of my uh, films of the year at the end of the year I suspect and it's one I need to watch again as well definitely because I don't think I absorbed quite all of it I think there's quite a lot there there's quite a lot of depth to it Al what were your thoughts um I I absolutely loved it adored it um it's it's one of um um, the word that comes to mind is is not a particularly inventive one that you you don't need a thesaurus of it but it, it's such a sweet movie it's um it's one of those films that is is 
despite the fact I've never been a teenage girl, as I'm sure everyone's well aware, and I haven't grown <laughs> up in this generation, but I, I could instantly relate. Um, not because mm. I've you know been somebody who is as desperately uh, seeks some form of affirmation or attention um, that, that's been starved from me on on YouTube or social media, but it's mm. it's amazing how um, Ka- Kayla's story kind of it, it tra- transcends all that. Um, She's really just a, a very, very normal girl, and I, I, I don't mean that as a as this disparaging topic, who with yeah. you know displaying all of her insecurities about how she looks, how she's perceived, and you know a lot of us, particularly in this day and age, are very, very bothered about um, how more how we're perceived, not than how we are, because you know in this mm. age, particularly of things like Instagram, um, it's all about your presentation, you know, the way you kind of. <sighs> The way you present your life is almost a museum curation. How you curate it, and um, she she's trying to desperately in the film, um, almost fake it till she makes it. In the sense that you know, if you're not confident, you can do this. You can uh, make friends like this. You can push forward with your life like this. And it in 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 other hands or in another context, it might come across as really fake and, and maybe even a biting criticism of, uh, of social media. But in this context, mm. it just comes across as intensely insecure, and she just comes across as one of the, you know one of the a typical you know nice young girl who's just been not necessarily mistreated by society, except for one particular scene that I won't spoil. But yeah, um, just you know overlooked because she doesn't fit in with you know. The cool kids, and despite the fact that this film is focused on social media, not a lot really has changed. And I'm stealing this point from another review, and it's a point I would like to think I would have come to by myself, but I want to give it accreditation. But this film is one of the first films that, at least that I can think of, and the point that this reviewer made was um, that portrays kids of this generation as not being vapid uh, social media obsessed narcissists. Uh, it may portray some of them that way, but certainly not the main character. And mm-hmm. I thought it was, you know, it's from Bo Burnham, who um, is about our age. So I don't know how he's managed to do that. Possibly as a parent, possibly uh, some other part of his life. But it was, it it was excellent. Um, I really enjoyed the direction. I thought it was really intimate, but not showy. And like you, I really enjoyed the score. Actually, I thought it really worked. And Mm-hmm. The main performance by Elsie Fisher is is so you know un, un, uninhibited, and um, whether or not that reflects who she is in real life, she she definitely gets it. Um, yeah, yeah. This this is one one of my one of my film films of the year so far. Um, I think I put this out on Twitter in a week where I watched Avengers Endgame, which you've already heard how much I liked, and I watched The Battle of Winterfell and Game of Thrones. This was my cultural highlight. Awesome, big claim. <laughs> Um, cool, excellent. Yeah, it's it. I'm glad you like it as well. It's fantastic. Yeah, really good film. Um, and I think your point about social media is a very good one. Even though she has, I think there's this sort of idea that having a YouTube channel is narcissistic and all that kind of stuff. And I think it really portrays the fact that actually it can be like a. I think for her, it's quite a positive thing of just speaking about how she's feeling and all that kind of stuff. And there are positives to it. <laughs> Whereas more, a lot of people. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's like more, it's more like more of a diary for her. She, she doesn't get yeah, any exactly, views, yeah, yeah, and she knows yeah, it as well. Exactly. I think, but yeah, yeah, totally. It's just a thing for her to do to kind of keep on. Yeah, it's a little bit like why people used to write diaries. <laughs> You're right. Uh, yeah, 
exactly. So it's good that it depicts things like that because, yeah, like you say, and I think a lot of people don't understand, um, including myself. Like I'm, I'm someone who doesn't really... The first time I felt old was when people started watching YouTube videos constantly and uh, I don't really. Um, <laughs> it's just something I don't really get. But yeah, I, I, I do get the idea of having a channel and all that stuff and I think it's interesting. And like even at, uh, when I was teaching at primary school, there were kids obsessed with the idea of having a YouTube channel and that kind of stuff. And yeah, it's yeah. definitely a big part of the culture and I think it's depicted very well in this film along with a lot of other stuff. So yeah, go out and see it, everybody. I'll tell you what would make an excellent double bill with this, by the way. Um, What's that? film that I'm not sure if I reviewed on the podcast, but I saw a couple of years ago, Ingrid Goes West, which is the total yeah. opposite end of the spectrum on this in on social media in that it's an intense critique um, starring right. Aubrey Plaza. Excellent film, totally different um, okay. you know, sensibility. And I think that possibly that contrast might make them work well. Uh, they're essentially about similar topics, Albeit one from you know a kid's perspective, one from a young woman's perspective. Um, yeah, sure. Both excellent films. Like totally different though. Totally different. Maybe end on eighth grade. I would say if you want to end on the field. Good. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sounds good. Sounds good. Um, cool. Al, did you have anything else to talk about? Um, I'll, I'll mention briefly a few of the films. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm conscious of the time and the fact that we're going to be stitch. We're stitching in some of the other reviews as well. I'll just mention yep. the other films and, and give some give some brief oversight anyway. Um, I saw another film. I saw in between these two was uh, Greta, uh, which is best described as a 1990s style psychological B movie thriller, uh, starring mm-hmm. Isabel Huppert, who was the main draw for me. I'm a big fan of hers. It was all right. It was utterly <laughs> nonsensical. Um, the the dialogue was atrocious. People just don't talk like that. Um, but I've heard it. I've heard it said, and I, I kind of agree. It's almost as if the the you know the dialogue and the film is trying to be bad at times, almost a pastiche of a genre that wasn't trying to be bad. Um, okay. I don't know. Maybe. <laughs> Who knows? Um, and I mean, in terms of in terms of other films I've seen recently. I have to be careful, actually, of what I reviewed on the last podcast that never went out. I'm going to leave that there because you may be stitching in a review that I've already said. <laughs> <laughs> okay. How about you, Clive? Have you seen anything else that you'd like to add? Um, I saw the other day um, remastered Devil at the Crossroads, which is like a Netflix documentary about uh, Robert Johnson, who's like a famous blues um well, probably the most famous blues guitarist from the... I think he was around in the 20s, the kind of the pioneer of blues, really. Um, and I've just realised it's like this is kind of a thing, that there's lots of different documentaries about um, musicians on Netflix that I did not realise, including Sam Cooke, uh, Johnny oh, Cash, yeah. Bob Marley, all that jazz. Um, but yeah, this was... We were flicking through and saw that. And I was like, yeah, I'd like to watch that. So we watched it. Um, it was good. Like, there's... Um, Essentially, it's just because there's no real footage of him. I believe there's like two photographs exist of him. No actual footage, nothing like that. Um, So it's kind of very artistic in terms of there's just sort of this black silhouette on, you know, various kind of fiery backgrounds at points and while people are talking, that kind of thing. And then obviously shots of people talking. Uh, So visually, there's not all that much going on. Um, But it's interesting enough. I think the interviews with... um, you know, he's uh, got lots of other musicians, Keith Richards, for example, and some others that I can't remember, um, just talking about the influence that he's had and how he's influenced their guitar playing. Those bits were really interesting, but I felt like the film uh, spent, it's only 48 minutes long anyway, so it's quite short, but it um, spent way too long talking about this idea that 
that he kind of went somewhere and then came back um, after a year and was really good at guitar, having not been that great to start with. And uh, there was apparently some rumor going around that he swapped his soul with the de- uh, he sold his soul to the devil, and that's how he, you know got this uh, ridiculous skill right uh, but it's been it's been yeah it's spent way too much time on that when i was just like well that's obviously bullshit let's talk about what's actually happened which is he's kind of alluded to that he went to some you know went to a guy and uh yeah, some guy tutored him essentially and that i'd have much preferred just spending a bit of time about that even though i don't know how much is known i think a lot of the problem is the fact that not all that much is known about him at all he's quite mysterious um but yeah i just felt it spent way too much on that then it went on a little bit about because he died at 27 it went on about the 27 club and all this kind of it didn't really make any interesting points about it. it's like you know they've all been done okay the oh, you know the yeah. <laughs> tor- tortured genius blah blah did too much drugs so that's why they die at 27 um but I think a bit too much is made of it, really. Um, it's like, yeah, who really cares? The old dad at 27 doesn't really... It just happens to be... It yeah. just happens to be the case. Um, I don't think there's any scientific thing there. Um, sure, the people, musicians often die early because of the way, you know, they're often unstable individuals. But yeah, that's that's not a new... That's nothing I mean, new. You made it past 27, Clive, and you're a legendary musician, so... You know, um, uh, yeah, so it can case. be done. I mean, I'm following in Bob Dylan's footsteps. Now, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'm following in Dylan's footsteps. You know, I've been whacked up yeah. on tits throughout my career, but um, I've gone clean now, and uh, it's paying off. <laughs> but yeah, it just felt like it spent a lot of time on that, which wasn't really that related to Robert Johnston. Really, it was just related to other musicians. And yeah, so I think it could have been cut to half an hour, probably. Um, to be honest, and it would have probably been more interesting because, yeah, I think it did try to stretch it out by putting in this other stuff, which hypothetical stuff, which I wasn't really all that into. I was more into the. I thought it was interesting how he's influenced certain musicions and certain bands. That bit's cool, um, but also you know some of the what the historians have dug up. But yeah, I wish it focused a bit more on what the historians have dug up and the real stuff that we know about him, and maybe where like where he got his guitar style from. That wasn't very clear. It was a lot about okay his guitar style influenced all these millions of other bands but it didn't say all that much about where he kind of picked it up from and how he came up with these this style that he did had and yeah i think that would have been interesting so yeah all right a decent watch for someone who hasn't got a clue about robert johnson i learned a fair bit but i think there's probably better robert johnson documentaries out there i haven't looked but i'm sure there is you've 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 reminded me actually of something else i saw uh i also saw a netflix documentary recently um, Knock Down the House, a political documentary about the rise of several kind of young um, progressive candidates in American politics, primarily or perhaps entirely, uh, you know, minority candidates, uh, as in either okay. a woman, um, Muslim, um, African American, or you know, LGBT. Uh, very in- uh, primarily, it focuses on the you now you know hugely popular Alexandria Ocasio Cortez. Um, Cortez, sorry. Um, it, it's it's really good. I mean, I'm not sure how much you'd learn if you'd really been following US politics intently. Mm. I do to an extent. Um, but it's it's an interesting... I mean, it depends which way you swing politically, of course, as well. Although I would yeah. imagine most of Stick Around's audience, if they have been genuinely sticking around, are probably left-leaning. <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah. Um, it, it's interesting. It, it, it kind of explores the way that... Um, these kind of campaigns can take on, you know, kind of, you know, candidates who are funded by huge money 
people who you know have been establishment, even people who are you know uh, Democrats, famously supposed to, supposed to be the good guys, um, but have really turned into just you know the status quo. Mm. Um, I mean, I'm just going to call her AOC as she goes by normally, and and that's not Alex Oxlade Chamberlain for you football fans. <laughs> uh, um, she she took on a, a candidate who'd who'd been you know in his job for 15 years and had never been opposed. He had huge sponsorships as well, and you know it can be done. Um, as an actual documentary, I mean, there's been some very high standard documentaries recently, which teach you things that you didn't necessarily know and shock mm-hmm. you, but better than most thrillers. This is this ain't that film, but uh, it's you know, right. if you're interested in U.S. politics, especially if you're interested in ways that um, you know left-leaning candidates can break the mold, uh, this is a good watch actually. I mean, are you familiar with her at all, Clive? Alexandria Ocasio Cortez, or oh yes, I am. Oxlade yeah, yeah, Chamberlain. Yeah. <laughs> Oxlade Chamberlain. Yes, I am familiar with her. Yeah, not. I don't know all that much about her, but uh, I've seen videos with her and stuff, and you know, she seems, yeah, like a good politician who knows what they're talking about. And uh, I've enjoyed some of her takedowns that I've seen on Twitter, but I don't know all that much yes. about her. Like, yeah, my my American politics knowledge isn't all that great, to be honest. Should probably be better, but. You know, I know Donald Trump's a shithead. That's what yep. you need to know. That's that's the main thing you need to know about American politics, <laughs> definitely. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, I've not seen anything else, so that pretty much does us, I think, on that on that front. Um, what we're we looking forward to, Al, is that you give us a top. I don't know, maybe a top three of what you're looking forward to. Um, a very quick summary okay. of each. These won't be going in any order. Um, actually, I saw a yeah, trailer fine. just before we started for it, chapter two. Uh, the second oh, okay. film of the Stephen King ad- adaptation, which in itself was divided into two, so I don't mind this being divided into two films. Normally, I would call it out for um, you know extending something. Looks terrifying. Um, love the first one. Um, very much dined out on the kind of Stranger Things nostalgia fest. Although you might argue that Stranger Things pilfered half itself from Stephen King anyway, so no problems there. Mm. Um, I'm very interested. I'm going to see a film called High Life on Saturday, uh, the new film by kind of visionary French director Claire Denis. It's her first English language film. It stars a variety of people like Juliette Binoche, but also Robert Pattinson. Hence, I've got um, my girlfriend Nicola to come along based on that. Oh, is she in for a surprise? <laughs> um, it, <laughs> it's a sci-fi about sex set in space. Should be interesting. Um, <laughs> okay. I don't know. I mean. Other films, I'm, you know, I'm a little bit excited for Toy Story Four, but also massively cautious. Okay, uh, we've probably yeah. gone over that before, but we'll see. And you know, I I love the look of the new Joker film. Um, didn't think I was going to get on board with anything in the DC universe anymore. Um, some people haven't. Some people have accused it of being just another portrayal of a male kind of psychopath, and to me, that feels like a bit of a stretch. But um, Right. Joaquin, I, I could watch Joaquin Phoenix, you know, Same. Wa- watch paint. Um, <laughs> it looks like it looks like um, Taxi Driver meets uh, You Were Never Really Here meets King of Comedy, and I'm I'm, I'm all about that. So uh, okay. I would say Joker, it Chapter Two, and the film I'm seeing on Saturday, High Life, are my top three. How about you? Okay. Any, any you've got in mind? 
Um, nothing really. I mean, I, I tend to not see what's coming up and just wait. And when stuff comes out, I look at what I'm interested in. So don't really know. I mean, I'm excited for Star Wars at the end of the year. Um, and that's probably about all I know that's coming <laughs> besides what you've mentioned. Uh, so, yeah, I'm excited for a good year of film, but I've no idea what's going to be. I kind of excited about the fact I've no idea what's going to be in my top five at the end of the year. Because who bloody knows what's coming out? But yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I certainly don't know what's coming in my top five. I mean, often the films that I'm most anticipating, while I might enjoy, aren't necessarily my my favourites of the year. Yeah. Uh, so we'll have to see on that. Cool. Um, right, I believe that probably... I mean, we haven't been recording that much new stuff for you here, guys, but bear in mind that there is new stuff to be stitched on, albeit possibly <laughs> yeah. inelegantly. Um, you may be missing... <laughs> You're basically going to get the part of the review where we just kind of talk at you. Any kind of discussion <laughs> afterwards, if it involves Clive at least, um, isn't going to work. Yeah. <laughs> isn't going to work. I'll leave it to the editor supreme, Clive, to decide which of those questions <laughs> can kind of stay in. But um, hopefully, you enjoy yeah. them too, because um, we've reviewed a fair few other films as well. Um, Clive, definitely, I I'll be sticking we'll be those in. I, be- I believe we'll be back next time with a new games episode. Um, have you have you got anything to excite us? Oh God, Al, you're making me feel pretty shit. No, <laughs> Jesus <laughs> no, Christ! I let it aside that. Look at you focusing on your music, your mental health, your <laughs> career. <laughs> Fucking, I get it. Get a grip, honestly. <laughs> I don't need to escape anymore, Al. Life's all right. <laughs> <laughs> And on um, that note, <laughs> you know what we haven't done in a few in a few times because it's been the the lists. What what have we not done? Plug time, baby. We haven't done a plug time, have we? Um, let's see what the fuck happens if I try one now. Plug time. At the Groundcast on Twitter for twitting, tweeting, tweet. We tweet when new episodes are out. It's the best place to find out what's going on there. Uh, if you don't like Twitter and you're on Facebook, slash stick around podcast on Facebook, uh, we'll get you the same thing. It just gets regurgitated. Um, yeah, so it's, it's kind of like virtual sick uh, on the <laughs> Facebook feed. Uh, we've got an Instagram, which I believe is at stickaroundcast. I think. It is, I believe. Could be stick- I believe. Yeah. Uh, we haven't put anything on there for a while, so I'll put something on there. A picture of my face. Who knows? Um, email us in stickaroundpodcast at gmail.com emails questions requests tell us to shut the fuck up whatever you want give us a review through there if you want although i'd rather do that on itunes because it gives us more listeners um which brings me nicely on to give us a five star review on itunes five star or one star none of that middle shit nothing Uh, in between you know that you know the rules guys we're marmite on the podcast front um you can also contact us if you go on the website which is stickaroundpodcast.com swanky website press on uh, contact us there's a little form there you can say which film you, which uh, podcast you want to send to you know music films blah blah fill it in there which is possibly a little bit easier than emailing because i don't know emailing st- it's weird isn't it it's stuck around but it um is starting to feel a bit antiquated um yeah it just feels a bit I, mean, formal, I, personally, I, I personally still love emails like i'd rather send an email than you know write a comment to a you know a company unless i'm trying to shame them on social yeah, media sure. and to give me something free but um <laughs> yeah sure yeah i get that it's it's an effective means of communication which i suppose is why it's still around much like the letter was 
um, and, and still is to some extent. Um, I think that's covered most of it. I've definitely not covered all of it because we've got a lot of shit. No, but. of course not. But you know, I, that's a good effort, Clive. Like off the cuff, I didn't off give you cuff, any prep right. time for that. No, wasn't expecting it. Completely out of practice. Been months. <laughs> Right, well, that was fun, Clive. Um, I'm looking forward to hearing in the edited voices because I've got a feeling yeah. as well that my voice will sound better on the other ones. Uh, I'm a lot less bunged up. Who knows? Oh, okay. Maybe I sound Possibly. better bunged up. Maybe, maybe. I need to maybe. Give myself a cold. <laughs> Stick around podcast.gmail.com. Tell us, does Al sound better bunged up and should he just ram shit up his nose before every podcast? <laughs> anyway, please say right. yes. Please say yes, yeah. Uh, thank you very much for listening, guys. And remember to stick around. Stick around. Uh, should I put the music in here and then put the stuff after? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, uh, I'll figure it out. Stick around. Out. Stick around. Leave that bit in, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> beep, beep, beep. Post edit Clive here. Um, I'm recording on a shitty mic, just whatever to do on my laptop because um, I can't be bothered to plug in my proper one. Sorry about that. Um, surprise! I'm not going to tack on um, the reviews that we talked about tacking on for this entire episode. Um, could have told you that at the start of the episode, but I like to be a massive shit. Um, so yeah, they're not coming. Because, well, I'm, I've got a backlog of a couple of episodes that I'm trying to edit now. Um, as you know, this was already about two or three months out of date, um, old, but I figured I should get it up anyway. Um, so I'd rather just get both of the episodes that I've got to do up, and then we can move forward with what we're going to do with the podcast going forward. Um, yeah, so, sorry about the massive break. It seems like a good point to, to talk about it a little bit. Um it's uh, yeah, just been a lot going on in my life, and usually when people say that, it means negative. Um, in this case, it's pretty much wholly entirely positive. It's been great, um, but I've not. I've just been focusing on other things, and thus this has taken a back seat. Um, hopefully, it will continue. We've come up kind of with a format going forward, and um, so the next episode will obviously be another backlog one, and then hopefully the new format will be uh, introduced after that, and hopefully uh, we'll be back on the back on the reg. Uh, touch wood I've actually got some wood here so that has been thoroughly touched um, yeah um, I feel like if we go on anymore I'm just going to be waffling so cheers for listening and sorry about the lack of the other reviews mainly to Michael and Al who who, who did them and then I feel a bit bad but I just haven't got time and I don't really want to get these two up because then I think we'll do more whereas if I spent ages on these two we're not going to end up doing loads more because um, I'm continually going to be thinking, oh, I've still got those uh, podcasts from two months ago to edit. <laughs> and it's going to be a bane on my life. Whereas now, if I get them done, I'll feel positive. And positive is good. Um, yeah, I'm going to shut the hell up now. Bye! <laughs>